Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty in Depth. I'm Colt, here with my co-host Ryan. Hey everyone, how's it going? Last week we talked to you, we're going to go through some off-season buys and sells because Dynasty is a year-round game and if you're not thinking about your Dynasty team year-round, you're not doing it right. What do you say, Ryan? When you're in the shower, Dynasty. When you're taking a dump, Dynasty. When you're sleeping, Dynasty. When you're at work, especially dynasty (laughs) when you're making love to your significant other (laughs) dynasty (laughs) absolutely so we wanted to go through each division uh team by team and kind of give you some uh buys and sells so would be someone who we think is at their peak and you can still get value for buy is someone who has not yet reached the pinnacle has not yet peaked has not yet peaked just like this shows this episode's gotten a little sexual a little early (laughs) (laughs) but one thing i I think i failed to mention maybe on the last episode when it comes to buys and sells and draft pick value a lot of this too is going to depend on your league you can be in leagues where people are draft pick fiends you can be in leagues where people say i want the proven commodity i don't really value draft picks that much so you really got to feel out your league mates and see there i mean we're we're in a league where people draft draft picks are crack cocaine i mean yeah they're gold we have a really fun in-person full day party drafts i think that adds to it people like the atmosphere they want picks on that day but i mean i'm selling my picks in that league because you can get a lot more for them than they're worth yeah and that means you're just taking advantage of the buys we're talking about and mm-hmm. using those picks to get buys you need to build your team around rookies and proven commodities. Uh, these players are proven commodities. That doesn't always happen with a rookie. Even if they're highly drafted, even if their prospect profile looks great, they could still fail. So we're going to go on to the AFC North, home of your Pittsburgh Steelers. But we're going to start with their arch rival, Baltimore Ravens. Ryan, you got any buys on anyone you're looking to buy on the Baltimore Ravens? This is an exciting offense. It is an exciting offense. I'm not sure if they have exciting fantasy players right now. Um, there are certain players on the team that I like. I, I would think that this team is going to add some more pieces. Um, I've got two guys I'm interested in. We'll, we'll say number one for sure is Justice Hill. Uh, same kind of as last episode when we talked about the AFC East and the Patriots and Damian Harris. I really like Justin Hill's profile. Um, a really athletic guy. I think he fits a lot. I, I think he could fit really well with Lamar Jackson. He hasn't gotten much run this year. Uh, Mark Ingram, what, 29 years old, still still playing pretty good ball, but definitely getting up there. Oh, Mark Ingram actually just turned 30. Um, yeah. So I really like Justice Hill's profile. Pretty good draft capital right there in the beginning of the fourth round. Um, he is running back 44 right now. And if I told you that next year at this time he was running back 18, would you be shocked? No. He outplayed Chris Carson at OK State yeah. and pretty much forced him to declare for the draft because he became the starter. He's good. He's good. And uh, I don't know why he hasn't gotten as much of a chance. Gus Edwards is also a good Mm-hmm. Super athletic running back. Uh, Mark Ingram is good, but older. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's a good buy, especially if you have room on your bench and maybe no running developmental sort of running backs. I know at the end of my bench, I have so many junk running backs. Yeah. I'd love to switch <laughs> out for Justice Hill if I got. Package three of them for Justice Hill. <laughs> Jeez. You know, if you got your Chris Thompson and some of these mm-hmm. other older. Malcolm Browns. Yeah, satellite backs that. 
Man, they're just Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard, they're clogging up your roster. You just want David Johnson. Oh wait, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know about David Johnson, <laughs> but uh, switching switching them out, even and paying up for Justice Hill would definitely be worth it. Uh, especially, we said this is exciting offense. This is an exciting run offense, mm-hmm. and uh, he could eventually be a part of that. I did not have. Uh, I had no one at their buy because uh, I thought everyone was at their ceiling. Uh, you're never going to be able be able to buy Lamar Jackson. Uh, I don't trust Hollywood enough. He had some big first games, but then the same thing is happening that happened in college. He's hurt. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been able to stay healthy. Mark Andrews, I think, is at his ceiling uh, as far as the uh, as far as cost. And we're uh, certainly not buying top ten tight ends either. Just as, no, just no, as kind no, of no. Um, you know a philosophy, or at least dynasty in depth philosophy. We're certainly not buying top ten. Tight ends. I mean, Mark Andrews was a buy last off season. He was you a buy last off season for he was free last <laughs> yeah. off season. Uh, so if you missed the boat on that, then you, the only thing I could see is maybe you have Zach Ertz and Zach Ertz is going on a run. Any of those? There's George Kittle, top tier. There is Travis Kelsey, a little tier down, and then there are like six tight ends that I think you could swap depending on who you like. Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Zach Ertz. Uh, I think if uh, Austin Hooper is who else? I was Mark Andrews. All three of those, if you like one more than the other and you can trade them straight up, mm-hmm. be my guest, but it doesn't really help your team at all. It's an even trade. Yeah. So uh, so I had none as my buy, but I think Justice Hill is a good buy. What about what about one more guy I've got here? And, and this is just kind of off the top of my head, but what about Miles Boykin? I... I thought about Miles Boykin. Uh, he hasn't really done much this year. And like you, I have a feeling that they're going to be bringing someone else in. He's a bit more developmental. Yeah. He didn't do much until his senior year. Super athlete. Uh, so, I mean, su- that's super athlete. And I believe he was a high prospect coming into college. Yeah, he, he was, was. like four or five star prospect. But just like most Notre Dame wide receivers, he underproduced. Yeah. I, and... This isn't a high-volume passing offense either. Uh, as good as Lamar Jackson has been, he's been super efficient passing the ball, but I think there's only three games this year where he's thrown more than 30 passes. So, you know, three or four years from now, maybe that changes in Boykin, but I'm not willing to buy him and then sit on him for another two years, especially when we think... I'd say I don't believe... I'm not buying Hollywood Brown, but I think he when he's healthy, he's he's proven he's a, he's a good receiver, and I think they bring in... Another weapon. Uh, they kind of. What well, was well, I think? Boykin was a pretty high pick. What was yeah, he? Yeah, he was uh, three twenty nine. So round three, twenty ninth pick. So end of the third. Yeah, end of the third. He's wide receiver seventy eight. That's free. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if you want to take a shot on that, you can. Uh, as far as my sell, I have Mark Ingram as a sell. He's RB twenty six right now. He's thirty years old. He's still productive, but we know once running backs hit that thirty year old age. They can fall off and then they lose all their value. I just, I'm picture, I'm literally right now in my mind picturing the prices right yodeler going up the mountain. And, my, and Mark Ingram is my guy also. And he's, it, it, there he goes. If I can, if I can flip uh, Mark, if I'm the Mark Ingram owner and I can flip him for Justice Hill and pick up a late second or a third in the process. For me, that's a no-brainer. That would be ideal. Yeah, if you own Mark Ingram, you're going to try. Uh, Mark Ingram for Carry On Johnson? 
I would take Carry on ten out of ten times on that one. Uh, would you take Mark Ingram for a second? I would sell Mark Ingram for or sell him for a second. I'm sorry. I would sell Mark Ingram for I would say any top twenty pick. Any top twenty pick because on the DLF trade finder, I'm seeing some second rounds, some 2021 first round picks, 2021 oh, well, yeah, first. Uh, so maybe if you can, you know, it sucks having those a little bit further out, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, he, he could still, he, he's more than likely going to be productive next year, but his value is just going to fall off. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the yodeler. yodeler probably depending on how one. your team's structured. If you, I mean, obviously if you're desperate at running back, I'm probably not going to sell him for pick 22 in the rookie draft. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're doing pretty well at the position, I'm, I'm always trying to get out from running backs, especially ones as old as Mark Ingram. Yep, absolutely. So is there a rookie this year in the upcoming draft you see think would be a good fit on the Baltimore Ravens? Well, the, the thing is they're not – I don't see them investing a high picket wide receiver. No. Um, they used a first and a third last year. And the previous year, they used a first and a third on a tight a end. Tight ends, yeah. So, you know, I, I I hope they don't invest. If I'm a Justice Hill buyer, I'm hoping they don't invest too much at running back. Um, you know, it's weird. I they need weapons, but I don't know when where they're going to get them. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like when they would use use the picks to get them. I have Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Well, that would be great. <laughs> not not for the Justice Hill buyer, but no, no. I mean, you could imagine him getting yeah. continuing his college career, getting fourteen hundred yards in this offense. He's also a proven pass catcher this year, so he's a true three down back. He's big, strong, and fast, and he's about to break the combine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that when I think of a running team, I think they're gonna going to want to continue to invest in running backs. Uh, or so, what if or what if they just make a real smart move and they just Cam Akers is going to blow up the combine but he hasn't been that productive and what if it's the beginning of the third and Cam oh, Akers yeah. is sitting there get, what a great pick Lamar Jackson pick. and Cam Akers would be so special yes absolutely uh, something interesting I read the other day on Twitter do you know who the fastest uh, the player that ran the fastest on the Ravens this year has been the fastest player hmm. speed miles per hour. You know how they track the miles per hour? Uh, that's a great question. Lamar Jackson? No, it was actually <laughs> Hayden Hurst. What? Seriously? 20.25 miles per hour on his touchdown catch last week, his 60-yard touchdown catch. He I ran did see him outrun some people, and I wasn't sure what was he going on there. He ran the fastest on any player has on the Ravens so far this year. That's weird. Considering they have Hollywood Brown and Lamar Jackson, which just goes to show you sometimes game speed you never actually get to hit your true speed in mm-hmm. a game. Uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting one to bring up. As we continue down the AFC North, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. You have anyone on the Bengals you'd be interested in buying? A lot of depressed assets, but also things aren't looking good there. Yeah, you know, this is where the dynasty mindset comes in. You know, now I'm starting to think, in this I guess is your question about which rookie, but now I'm thinking, okay, Joe Burrow is now a Bengal, right? Yep. So... Um, you know, hypothetical, but not really. Um, Joe Joe Burrow is now a Bengal. Do any of these assets look better than they did with Andy Dalton as a, you know, and I, Finley for yeah. a little bit? Um, I would consider John Ross at wide receiver sixty four. Um, I think Tyler Boyd is a nice asset, but I already think he's kind of priced where he should be at around wide receiver twenty. Um, so 
I'm hoping they add some assets to that team, to be honest. They need a tight end. Um, I like Joe Mixon, but he's well-priced. Yeah. Um, so I was, He's fallen. Yeah. I mean, he, he started off the year as top five dynasty mm-hmm. running back, and he's fallen out of that closer to 10. Mm-hmm. So if you're a believer in, mm-hmm. in Joe Mixon, which to me, the off-the-field issues definitely knocks him down quite a bit. Punching a girl in a bar is not a player I'm interested in having on my team. Mm-hmm. Outside of football aside – uh, he is a Le'Veon Bell in his prime type athlete at running back. Uh, but I think you're right. He would still cost a lot. And would, I don't think I'm paying. Would you pay a third for John Ross? No. You wouldn't pay a third? I would not. Okay. I have John Ross as my sell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was a second round pick. He does have the draft capital. Mm-hmm. My thing with John Ross is he did have a couple big games, but I don't think he's ever anyone you would feel comfortable starting regularly in your lineup. So I don't see any use in going out to buy him. Yeah, he's always hurt, too. Always hurt. Uh, I think even when he is healthy, he's going to be a boom-bust field stretcher. Mm -hmm. And maybe in best ball leagues, Mm -hmm. that's fine. But in traditional dynasty leagues, he would not be someone I'm looking to buy. He'd be someone I'd be looking to sell, especially if he comes back. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, like you said, they're going to invest in a receiver this offseason. Hopefully, in addition to Joe Burrow, who I also had as my rookie. Uh, I did have a buy of uh, – I, I literally just picked the cheapest receiver that's starting, and that's Auden Tate, mm-hmm. wide receiver 73. I don't think A.J. Green's back next year. Uh, I do think they invest, but if I throw – I mean, John Ross is kind of a similar thing, but I think uh, Auden Tate will have more of a floor for you week to week and possibly a touchdown. Maybe he's uh, – maybe he has a uh, – uh, Kelvin Benjamin type year, yeah, yeah, uh, where he, he could he could hit double digit touchdowns Absolutely if could. the offense starts rolling. So that's someone I'm okay with throwing at the end of the bench. John Ross, not so much for me. Would you be buying or selling AJ Green at wide receiver 35? Neither. So I think wide receiver 35 is probably fair value for yeah. Probably if you're a contender, maybe you hope he goes to the Patriots next year and Tom comes back and all the stars align. Yeah, and maybe he gives you that one year where he's a Wide receiver two. He just hasn't been healthy. All right, pick between these guys: AJ Green, Will Fuller, Miko Hardman, Curtis Samuel. Ooh, I'm taking Curtis Samuel. And then who? Curtis Samuel, and then uh, I think I'm going Hardman, then AJ, then Fuller. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm right there too. Marquise Brown's in there too, so he's. I think AJ Green's in the right group. But I think that when I look at the guys around him, I, w- I, I might want some of the other guys more. So yeah. I'd probably take a look at that tier and, and you know maybe assess it. Like you said, I think you're right. It's he's not a buy or a sell, but maybe see what's going on out there. Yeah, yeah, I he agree. definitely still has some the name value. So I, I guess if you want to play the game, if uh, I he he would definitely have more value if he's not on the Bengals next year. <laughs> yes, because uh, even if they do get Joe Burrow, rookie quarterbacks, you can't really trust. Though I. At the beginning of the year, the offense was humming, putting up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were getting blown out, but at least they were scoring. That's all we care about. It's all we care about. Garbage time is just as good. <laughs> all right, as we continue down the AFC North, we're going to talk about the Browns. Everyone's darling to start the year. How many Super Bowl bets were on the Browns or even to win the AFC North? Yeah, yeah. I think they were favored to start the year. To they win were the favored North. to win the AFC North. So is there anyone you'd like to buy from the Browns? Nope. Njoku? 
No. Odell Beckham? No. Jarvis Landry? No. Nick Chubb? No. Kramer. I think I love Nick Chubb, but I think he's at the right price at running yeah, back he's five, a top or six. five. I yeah. mean, I'm not I'm not buying him at that price. And I'm not selling him at that price. Yeah, the I guess the only thing I could think was someone worried if someone's worried about Kareem Hunt depressing his value. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I agree. You're gonna pay top five dynasty prices for him. I think David Njoku is not good. I just I just have this feeling about him when I watch him. I just don't think he's good. I, I don't think he. I think I. I heard this story at the combine. He came out what two years ago. Yeah, in the in the two, 2017 draft With that Ingram had the triple triple tight end. Yeah. Yep. And I heard the story that all GMs and scouts were sitting around, basically laughing about Njoku's blocking in his uh, film. Yeah, I've heard that. And, too. Okay. And I just I I don't know. I just the times I've watched him. I just don't see it. I don't see him. I, I see him being kind of like a guy. Maybe you get on the field thirty percent of the time, and I, I think he's still tight end twelve, which yeah. seems probably fair. But I'm definitely not buying him. Right, Do you feel right. the same way? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, man, I just see. I just have an image of him. You know, maybe it's just happened to be the couple times I mm-hmm. watched the game, and this is just recency bias from when he's actually on the field. With him going across the middle there, ball hitting him in the hands, and him dropping it. Oh, every time. Yeah, yeah that's man. I don't know. I don't know. The, the Browns just seem lost, permanently lost. It, but is it a Kitchens problem? Is it a Baker problem? Is it an Odell, Landry, Baker, Kitchens altogether ego problem? I think uh, it sounds like a little bit of both of those. I think uh, also their offensive line mm-hmm. uh, had they pretty much sold off most of their offensive line, leaving no one left there. So that's an organizational issue. So you can't feel great about that if you're a believer in Baker or any of the other pieces we were talking about. Yeah, their team's built completely the wrong way. So they went out and invested $15 million a year on Landry, $17 million a year on Odell. Yeah. But they have no offensive line. Right, right. Quarterback has to have time to make throws. Yep. Baker looks like deer in the headlights this year. Yeah, which behind that Swiss cheese line, I don't blame him. Do you have someone you'd be looking to sell on the Browns? Yeah, I do. Odell. I agree. Yeah. Wide receiver six. Wide receiver six. That is wrong, in my opinion. In November ADP, according yeah, to I think he should be more like wide receiver 14, 13 or fourteen. Um, yeah, I'm selling. I'm 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 literally seeing that he's worth one hundred and one plus another first. Yeah. Would you sell straight up for the one hundred and one? I don't think no, I would. I would not. But I need more than that. Would you sell him straight up for Kenny Galladay? No, I'd still want killing Galladay plus. Would you sell him straight up for Chris Godwin? Oh, yes. That's like right there, right? Yeah, that's yeah. about where it is. So yeah, I'm. I'm would. I'd love to sell Odell, but yeah. it's so hard right now with the non-production, and this is really production, his first health personality. Year. Yeah. It's, you feel like something's going to boil over in Cleveland, though. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to – because I saw Jarvis Landry came out and said, oh, Odell loves being here, and then you, you – Nobody loves being there. You hear stories of Odell going to all the quarterbacks of the 49ers, him mm-hmm. and Garoppolo are close. Every, any team he's played, from my understanding, he's gone over and said, come get me, come get me, I want out, come get me. Whether that's true or not yet to be seen but when those rumors start flying around especially with Odell who has never been in trouble off the field no. but he just kind of has this uh 
uh, reputation of being a troublemaker. He's a drama he, queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicked the field goal. He kicked the yeah. toe. <laughs> that was hilarious. And, yeah, and you know, and then he comes out with the Browns wearing a hundred or two hundred thousand dollar Robert Milley watch or whatever, and gets fined, and then he gets fined for his visor, and then he says the NFL's pick. Yeah. My thing is, I just don't like him, and and here's why. And this is more football related than fantasy football related, but this is going to bleed over a little bit because you're building your team with your guys, right? right? So guys, you like to cheer for. Yeah, so I think we both feel like we don't really want the Kareem Hunt guys on our team. Like I don't really like cheering for these guys, like Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon's and Kareem Hunts, and I don't, Tyree I don't Hill. really want that Tyree Kills. If I had Tyree Kill, I'd sell him in zero seconds because yeah. I just I don't want those guys on my team. I don't feel like I can rely on them. I don't really want to root for them. But like the the moment for me with Odell was this year, man. I, they were getting beat badly as always. But he was wearing like Joker, you know, like Joker the, from Batman. Yeah, yeah. He was wearing like Joker cleats, and obviously that's against NFL policy. So the NFL told him if he didn't change his cleats at halftime, that he wasn't allowed to come out and play in the second half. But my thing is like your team is like two and seven. Yeah, you're playing horribly. And you show up to the game with Joker cleats. You're still not producing. I, to me, it's like I think he has like a mental disorder or something like that. I just don't trust him. He's never been in trouble or anything like that. But I, I really want to move on. In any league that I have him, I'm I'm really ready to move on. And I think I'm really I'm really for once I'm ready to sell at like seventy five percent value. Yeah, yeah, and that, you'd have to because his value is has dropped this year. Next year at this time, is he a Brown? Oh man, based on that contract that he signed, it's mm. going to be tough to move him. So I, I have to say yes. Next year at this time, is he a top fifteen dynasty receiver? Top fifth, he'd be. I think he'll be right there at yeah. like fifty. He's going to be outside the top ten. I think. I don't see another fourteen hundred ten fourteen hundred and ten touchdown season all of a sudden happening next year. I have this feeling like we're telling you you should want more than the one hundred one. But a year from now, you would have been happy to take the one That's entirely possible. Yeah. Uh, but if you can get more, you can get more. How about a rookie? Rookie you'd like to see on the Browns? Especially if you're a believer. I got, I got one for you. Uh, yeah. I think a rookie that'd be a good fit, That uh, especially after they uh, lost Callaway. Uh, after Callaway, he was kind of their speedster. Uh, I thought Devin, Devin Duvernay yeah. out of Texas. He's going to... He's going to burn at the mm-hmm. combine. He's a cheaper rugs, essentially. Yeah. They need a field stretcher. Oh, not even Callaway, but uh, when Perriman was there last year, yeah. I mean, he had some, he had three catches, 70 yards, two catches, 80 yards, or whatever. They don't have that right now. Yeah. Not that Baker has time to even make that throw, but I don't, I think Devin Duvernay, he, could, he might be a third rounder, but I think more than likely he's a, he's a day three pick. Uh, but he's gonna burn. Yeah. What if Tylen Wallace comes out? Uh, I think Tylen Wallace is gonna go higher. Yeah. Than, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd yeah, I'd like to see him. He'd he'd be a good fit. Uh, but man, I, Odell. I mean, Landry's still there. Odell's still gonna be there. I really like Tylen Wallace as a prospect, and he's you're not gonna get volume as the wide receiver three yeah. on the Browns. So Devin Duvernay's a good fit because he might get those two or three catches again. I don't know if I'm drafting him then. I just think he's a good fit in that that, that offense and that setup. If I like the wide receiver, if, if if a rookie gets drafted to the Browns and I like the receiver and he's the wide receiver three, 
that will depress his value in the rookie draft like crazy. Yeah. Right? The Browns aren't good. Yeah. He's a wide receiver three stuck behind Beckham. And, and Jarvis Landry. I still want him because I, do, I don't see Beckham long for this team. Think he's gone? Things change so much. It just feels like the Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant situation where everybody was like, we don't want Juju. You know, he's stuck be- behind Brown and yeah. Martavis. Yeah. Yeah. And then... You're like, well, both those guys are douchebags. So. <laughs> uh, I saw something today uh, on Twitter where it said, uh, Jarvis Landry, your local rec- recreational football league player, make it in the NFL because yeah. he's so unathletic. <laughs> I mean, he, he, you probably played against people in your rec league that are more athletic than Jarvis Landry. He gets it done, though. What was his Miami Dolphins <laughs> What was his Miami Dolphins stat line two years ago? He had like 110 catches, but like didn't eclipse a thousand yards. Seven or 800 yards. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a, crazy, it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty much a running back there. First uh, percentile spark score. No, seriously. Yep. First yeah. percentile. Yeah. yeah. He there. Generally, there is a certain level of athleticism you have to hit to play in the NFL. He doesn't, but he's still doing it. Yeah. I don't know. So we're gonna wrap up the AFC North with your Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. You got anyone you're looking to buy from the Steelers? Um yeah, I'm I'm I would be I would be interested in uh, I think I'd be interested in James Washington. Okay. At wide receiver sixty eight. Um I think this team will add to the wide receiver room. Um I'd love Juju. I think that this would be the time to buy Juju if you're a believer in him. Mm-hmm. Um it does worry me the quarterback situation going forward, not a Mason Rudolph fan. I just Dev, Devin Hodges is a nice story, I guess, but yeah, duck. Yeah, the the arm strength is so bad. Um, I don't think Ben will be Ben again, and if he is, it'll be for a short time period. But you know, at wide receiver sixty eight for a second round player like James Washington, you know that's an early third round pick. I think I would spend that. I I have him as my buy as well. Um, he has an eighteen. He was eighteen point four year old. 98th percentile breakout in college. I mean, he was good coming out of college. I think on player profile, his best comparable is DeAndre Hopkins. Not that I believe that, but we have seen growth from his rookie to sophomore year. He's looking to like he's going to hit 800, maybe four or five touchdowns this year, which is a pretty solid sophomore year. And he's still a young receiver, too. Uh, he's actually, I think he's younger. Him and Juju are both younger than Deontay. Uh, Deontay Johnson, actually. Yeah, James, Washington, James and uh, Juju are both 23. Yeah, I like James. I, I I read just local news. You know, I live in Pittsburgh. We live in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, Just local news saying that James Washington just kind of had trouble picking up the playbook at first. Um, So, you know, it would make sense that in the sophomore year and then hopefully next year in the, in the third year, we see another jump from him, but there's definitely heard, a lot of targets to go around in that offense. You heard Ben didn't like him either. Yeah. He um, had, he had a tough drop. Mm-hmm. Ben doesn't like many people either, but yeah. no tight end of consequence on the team. Yeah. Um, you know, the running back room is really mixed. We're you know, not really sure how that's going to turn out. So I think there's a lot of targets to be had for a guy, even if he's the two B, if Johnson's the two a and he's a two B right. or vice versa. I still think there's targets to go around and at wide receiver 68, you're probably talking about your wide receiver, six right on your dynasty team so like if james washington's my wide receiver six i'm pretty happy about that and they've spent quite a bit on Mm -hmm. wide receiver in the draft with him and him as a second round two years ago deontay johnson juju's a second round the year before that i don't Mm -hmm. foresee them taking they picked Deion kane off the practice squad Mm -hmm. which i think was a good pickup uh i think they seem pretty set so i don't know if they add a, a big piece 
so we're going to move on to cells, and my cell is a receiver you talked about, and that is Juju mm-hmm. Smith-Schuster. Uh, he's currently wide receiver five, and this may surprise a lot of people because he does have elite age-adjusted NFL and college production. But to me, he's just a big-bodied, savvy slot player. Yeah, uh, He's good, but not an elite athlete. He's A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen, Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. He's that type of player, which can't they can be productive. I mean, we saw Adam Thielen have mm-hmm. a 14, 1,410-touchdown season, just like Juju did. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Juju is one of those elite wide receiver ones that belong in the top five, like a Michael Thomas or DeAndre Hopkins. And that's where he's being valued right now, especially because of his age, and you will get continued production out of him. However, if I can trade him for an A.J. Brown plus, mm-hmm. plus, I'm definitely doing that yeah. in a heartbeat. For a later episode, but I, I love A.J. Brown. Um, and I agree. If I can, or Even if you can move down from Juju to, to Galladay or Diggs. Yeah, at, at, yeah, I think Juju is. I agree with you on selling Juju for sure. I think if you're one of these Juju freaks that had him at wide receiver one in Dynasty, this is obviously your time to buy him. Right. Yep. I was not yep. that guy. I think he's probably more fit for wide receiver 13, 14, 15, 16 in that realm. So if I can move down from Juju to Diggs or Galladay and, and pick, pick up, up something else that's valuable, first round pick probably. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, Diggs Galladay there. I mean, Juju is really young, and he's what twenty three. Yeah, just turned twenty three. Diggs is twenty five. Galladay is twenty four. So you gain a year or two, and you're gonna have you you're gonna have another five productive years. Well, I mean, you didn't have a productive year this year. Yeah, uh, but you're probably gonna have five more productive years out of Juju. Also, I don't like we talked about earlier. Don't feel great about the quarterback situation. Does Ben come back? Is he the same? The year Juju blew up, they were he threw the most passes in the NFL. I don't see that happening again anytime mm-hmm. soon, especially if Ben's especially not the now same that they're kind of a defensive team too. Yes, the Steelers yes. have really moved into the kind of the ball control type of offense, play defense. Um, yeah, I mean, I love AJ Brown and the guys you talked about, but AJ Brown's never going to be a top five wide receiver. He, that's just not what he's built to do. No, he's so, built like Juju. Yeah, I mean, these guys are built to be really good either wide receiver twos on a team like Juju would love a running mate like AJ Brown mm-hmm. um, or they're built to be wide receiver 14 and dynasty, which is great, but not when they're being valued at wide receiver five. No, no. Um, and, and it's great. We love a, we love the age right in dynasty. We're obsessed with age, but yeah, he's 23, but guess what? If Mason Rudolph's is quarterback next year, it's another probably lost, lost year. year. So now he's, I mean, if it takes two more years to get him back to 1210, well, now he's 25, and all the running backs on your team <laughs> are no longer in the league. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so th- that may be a little bit of a little bit of a hot take. I don't know. A lot of people are telling you to sell Juju, but we are. So yeah, go out and do it. Got a rookie you'd like to see on in your black and gold? Yeah. So actually, my sell. Oh, sorry. We no, didn't no, no. It's sell. fine. I'm I'm gonna blend it right into the rookie rookie okay. pick. But my sell is James Conner at RB10. Um, I don't know that I see him as a feature back in the NFL. I think mostly because I think he's athletically, he's fine. I think he can catch passes. I don't know that that's his strength, 
But I, I just don't think that he can stay healthy. I think he's proven to us that he can't stay healthy to be a lead back. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to see, even if it's an early day three running back on the team, I think could be very interesting. So I'd look for them to maybe, t- and I'm not a believer in Benny Snell either. Right. Um, so, you know, Obviously. I'd love for them to pick any running back in that, you know, I don't know, the Keyshawn Vaughns or the Kylan Hills, like some kind of value fourth pick, fourth round pick. A guy that's kind of like a workman guy that he doesn't do anything great. Steelers back. Yeah, but he can stay healthy. Yeah. I actually had J.K. Dobbins as mine. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Elite prospect coming out of college. You think that's a second round pick though, right? I think that's a second round pick. I don't know if the Steelers are going to use their first pick in the draft on J.K. Dobbins. I just think he would fit really well in that. I mean, he's going to fit well in any offense. Interesting stat. His yard per carry uh, this past year, his uh, junior year, against top 40 defenses was the same against all other defenses. So he gets it up whenever he's playing against – the top defenses, I mean, he he makes things happen. So uh, I like J.K. Dobbins a lot. Uh, he might be up in that top tier with Swift and Jonathan Taylor for me. Uh, and I think he'd be a, he'd look really good in black and gold. Wouldn't have to move very far either, huh? Yeah, J.K. Dobbins is my running back three right now, and i i could I could see him end up being running back one in this draft for me. Um, yeah. I love him. I think he's kind of I kind I think he kind of got unfairly put down because his the thing is it's funny because ohio state is one of the three or four best programs in the country they've got five stars on five stars on five stars every running back on the team is a top 50 player in the country yeah so he's competing against four star mike mike weber right but he comes in as a freshman he has 1400 yards on 7.2 yards per carry and then the next season he only puts up a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns and then all of a sudden he's the villain. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you come in as a freshman to Ohio State and put up 1,400 on 7.2 yards per carry. He's having a great season, 1,800 yards, 6.5 yards a carry right now. I could easily see him being my number one running back by the end of this process. And he he catches the ball too. I he mean, he's everything. had almost 20 catches every every season since his freshman season. Perfect Couple like 5'10", 220, like the perfect body to play running back. Yeah, yeah. Comes up big in big games. You mm-hmm. like to see that. All right, so we work through the AFC North giving us, giving you, our listeners, our loyal listeners, their buys, sells, and some early looks at some rookie prospects. Uh, anything else you want to tell tell our listeners? No, no. Look for us. Um, we'll, we'll cover the rest of the AFC here real soon, and then we'll move on to the NFC, and then we'll... Uh... We'll start breaking down some I wanted to add one and... other thing. We're currently in your basement drinking some delicious yeah. beer that you homebrewed. Yeah. Uh, I had your Xmas sale. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So um, kind of what I was going for, if you've ever had Great Lakes Christmas. I have. It's um, delicious. Yeah. And so, this is very close. So we're, we're talking, you know, amber kind of copper, a little bit, little bit darker, maybe amber colored. Um, I used fresh cinnamon sticks which works a lot better than ground cinnamon. Ground cinnamon is almost impossible to control the flavor of mm, cinnamon chunky. sticks. Yeah. Um, fresh, fresh grated ginger and some honey. The ginger it, comes through. It's delicious. Doesn't it though? But yeah. it, but it's not overpowering. No, no. Yeah. It's very well balanced. Yeah. And you're having an amber. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've called make amber great again. The MAGA. <laughs> very nice. The only thing I like about MAGA. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Everything. Uh, nothing like a basement brew. Absolutely. 
So tune in next week as we will continue down the AFC to the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Texans, Colts, Jaguars, and Titans. Might get some A.J. Brown. The resurging. T- the, 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 all of a sudden, the play, almost playoff-bound Titans. Tannehill and Henry. Yeah, and, man. It's been fun. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. And uh, you can catch us on Twitter at Dynasty In-Depth. And you, we have a website, dynastyindepth.com, that we're working on building out. We're going to have free rankings, yeah. free player profiles. and Free we'll, beer reviews, maybe. Free beer reviews. <laughs> uh, we'd like to put some articles out there. Uh, bear with us as we kind of get this uh, off the ground and running. And tune in next week. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thank you.